1: We're here for season four with Bengal guests and stories not heard before.
2: There's Tony, Mark, and Jamie, as well as our charity. Food Nation joining from far and wide.
1: Every Tuesday night, the guys are back at it live. By the fan for the fans from day one. It's time to have some fun. We're talking food. With Bangle Jim and friends, we're talking football.
3: We hope this never ends. The bangle boys stop I to drop the speed. Don't get your popcorn ready and take a seat.
4: Season four will and with the Lombardi.
0: Tom, out here. Tom, you there still, buddy? <laughs> Tom? Uh, here, here we, we go. Kick us off. All
5: right. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of Bangle Jim oh, and Friends. We've got, got a full-, this is full about as, good as, big. as you can I'm tell, very smooth opening, possible. but uh, we, will, we will get there. Uh, 805, a very big tailgate announcement, 815, big charity update, and a very special guest, 830, Joe Goodberry to go over the uh, the state of the Bengals. The Bengals going forward, uh, Sunday's game against Houston and this coming Thursday's game against the Ratbirds in Baltimore. So uh, he's gaming it through tonight. But here's uh, here's Jimmy.
0: Uh, James, J- Jamie's not in a bathtub. He looks like he is
6: not in the tub. Uh, I was going to be in a bathtub tonight, guys. I'm not going to lie to you. I was going to do it.
1: The viewership has me to thank. We assigned him with too much stuff to do, three game And that uh, kept them out of it. For those that, that don't follow Jamie, he posted about goat milk or something and taking a bath in it on his uh, social media. And first of all, we want to know which grown man takes a bath anymore. And uh, to follow that up, um, why you need goat milk, to take a bath. But anyways.
6: Do you, you see how relaxed I look? <laughs> What's that right here? Goat, goat milk. milk is great because cake. Aren't, you, Aren't
1: right.
6: you supposed to drink it, not bathe in it? No, no. It's it's yeah. goat milk foaming milk bath. Yeah.
4: yeah. Goat milk, I got, an I'm,
6: hearing, I'm hearing echo, guys. I'm not sure if you guys are hearing the echo. I'm trying to figure out where it's coming from. Um, I'm going to play Tom. It, Let us know if they can hear an echo. I want to make sure I can fix that.
0: I cannot hear the echo right now. I'm, I'm okay. good right now. All right. A uh, couple quick things. I uh, want to let you guys know, sorry, my voice is uh, not here right now, but I'm going to try to fight through it. Uh, Tony and Tiger's not here tonight. Uh, so, fan of the year. There's actually the NFL fan of the year. You can vote on that. And I am going to put that link in the uh, chat area here, if I can do this real quick. So, let's do our part, try to help Tony out and uh vote for tony for the nfl fan of the year so i just posted that in the chat area for everybody as well
1: um well you're doing one? that um uh, lisa says jamie she cannot find that uh bubble bath on an amazon is that only in-
6: oh, it might be a canadian only thing but lisa do not fret i will bring you down a bottle next time i come down
0: lisa it's okay for women to take baths but I Men should be taking showers, but that's okay.
6: Oh, this is actually proudly made in Canada. That's probably why.
1: Saskatchewan, I bet. No, Montreal. Uh, real quick for the
0: group. Uh, anybody making it to uh, Baltimore this Thursday night? We got a pretty good group of folks heading there. Not no tailgate plan for Baltimore, but we will be getting together pre-gaming, meet and greet at Pickles Pub, which we have done every year for the past few years. Great hangout, really close to the stadium. Get there early. We will be at Pickles Pub. Uh, don't wear your black Ravens are having a blackout game. And so we're all orange or all white. One of the two, uh, but let's mess up their blackout game and let that orange and white stick out as much as we can in the stadium that day, uh, Thursday night. So I think of what else to hit here, guys? Um, you know what? Let's just go ahead. And let's bring, hey, James, you go ahead and drive this tailgate thing for Jacksonville. This is a very big announcement, guys. We've been sold over 600 tickets for this tailgate in Jacksonville. I'll let James kind of lead the conversation on that right now.
1: All right. Let's bring uh, Craig in. As we know, we've talked about this for weeks, months. Um, we had people asking about Jacksonville tickets, I think, before we even uh, launched the uh, Nashville one. So this is a uh, highly anticipated game. As we talked about, Craig was generous, went down there on a recon mission, did some uh, homework, and he's uh, going to talk about where we're at with uh, Jacksonville. So, Craig, let's hear all the good news. All
3: right. First of all, they missed an marketing opportunity that should have been called Goat Milk Bath. (laughs) All
2: right, guys,
3: this is going to be an incredible tailgate. And honestly, I think it's one of the greatest venues we've ever had. Um, We've had to wait and wait on this because this has not been an easy one in the slightest. Um, Because what we're doing is we're actually taking over the city park across the street directly across the street from jacksonville stadium from the jaguars stadium um so literally it's a straight line from the front doors of uh jag stadium across a street and that's the red x that you see there and that's also where the water taxis come in and we're literally right on the water uh all the way up to the road so the whole area is ours uh it's going to be incredible same setup where we were going to have uh, live music and, or DJs and uh, the beer truck and food trucks. And it's, it's just going to be amazing. Uh, so make sure you get your tickets. What, what helped make this happen though, was that we had to uh, purchase 100 standing room only tickets to the Jags game uh, because the Jags control this area. Uh, and so they've been uh, gracious enough to let us do this, but we've got to sell 100 standing room only tickets that we've already purchased. So, they're on sale. Um, the the link is active now. We'll put it up later. I'm sure uh, it's a separate link than buying your tailgate ticket, uh, so that there won't be any confusion. And uh, there's a hundred of them, and they're they're the same price as uh, the Jaguars sell them for, uh, except we're discounting them to, to seventy five dollars until uh, this Friday at eleven fifty nine p.m. midnight. <laughs> and then then there'll be a hundred bucks after that. So anybody that's looking for tickets, you know, it's sold out. Um, the game's been sold out. The prices are pretty high on the game tickets. This is a great way to do it. These are actually, their um the best of their standing room only tickets and that they can be used at any of the standing room only uh, zones they have. Uh, but the best zone is pretty much universally agreed upon is the North end zone next to uh, the, the, the cabanas in the pool uh, that level. So that's where they're suggesting everyone go. So if you know anybody that's looking for tickets, let's, uh, let's punch them.
1: Yeah. I don't awesome. think you'll find a cheaper ticket. Yes, they are standing room only tickets, but if you want to uh, get in cheap, come join us. You can um, buy a tailgate ticket or buy a cheap standing room only tickets and uh, get into Monday night football game, probably the, the cheapest you will anywhere in the NFL. So, we appreciate the uh, legwork. Uh, Craig, Craig was actually down there during the Florida Georgia game, which is probably bigger than most Jags games down there. From uh, what's <laughs> called
3: the world's largest cocktail party or something like that. Correct. And it was. There's a lot more people that
6: don't go to the game that go than go to the, the game. Uh, uh, there is a question from Jen here in the chat. Is is that where they park as well? Is there a separate parking? No. Area?
3: So that go back to you can go back to that uh, map again. So the yellow square is the lot that we have exclusively for our uh, tailgate parking passes. There's no other parking spaces between that and our park that you can purchase. They're all season tickets in advance. Those are all season ticket lots. Uh, It's a 10 minute walk. Uh, It's an easy walk. It's completely flat. Uh, So that would be where you park and then you walk over to us or you you Uber or whatever.
6: So Uh, the the yellow X is for parking and the red X is where the tailgate is? correct perfect
3: all right but craig there's there's water taxis that drop off right next to our tailgate area correct right they, they come in from the they call it the south shore uh, and there's some hotels over there there's also hotels downtown but um and they have different points where they pick up but that is literally the spot where they drop off down and you get back on uh after the games and stuff so that they go through a different walkway that's right next to us so that stays open the whole time uh, but real easy, and all those fans have to walk right past our tailgate.
0: Hey, James, <laughs> if you remember last time we were down there, the A.J. Green fight uh, with Jalen Ramsey, I think, uh, that's the, the we took the water taxi. That's where we got dropped off at, right in that area. So yeah. if, you're, if you're across the, the bay <laughs> in hotels, uh, that's where you're going to get – when you take a water taxi, literally, you're going to get dropped off right next to the tailgate.
3: Correct. This, I think this, they call lot, it. this lot has gazebos with, uh, with, with uh, picnic tables. Uh, it's just a ton of space, and we literally have this whole area that's along the waterfront uh, because they're building a Four Seasons hotel right next to this park, and so it is closed off to go any further. So we have that whole end that is the waterfront uh, that is opposite where all the taxis are. So it, it's it's just a beautiful spot, uh, and the giant gator can't be missed.
6: <laughs> oh yes, yeah. so I have a thought of the giant gator. Give me one sec. I'll put that up. What they
1: call those areas are North and South Bank. There's hotels on on both of them. And as Jimmy said, and and others in the chat have said, you can take that that water taxi to the game and that'll drop you right off by the um, tailgate. So it's going to be
3: a a fun weekend for sure. As you see that gator, if you look at the gator, to your left about 50 feet is water and to the right about 150 feet of park. And you see the stadium right in your left, or right on your right, as you look at that Gator.
0: And that, that, that Gator and Joe Burrow standing next to each other in the tailgate might be pretty damn cool, guys. That's, it's a, Craig, you found a great spot, man. It's just, that's going to be a lot of fun down there. So if you haven't record. got your tickets, we'll be over, a little over 600 tickets sold, Craig, for the tailgate. Correct. I think 620. Yep. Okay. 620. So yeah. we'll be reposting on all of our social media platforms how to get tickets for parking if you want parking, how to get tickets to the tailgate how to get tickets to the game if you want to use the standing room those are three separate items you'd have
3: to purchase individually correct correct that's one of the questions we get a lot of. you you can do the parking and the tailgate at the same time gotcha but you cannot do the the game ticket because we didn't want to confuse you thinking that your ticket would be the ticket in so we didn't want anyone having that trouble at the gate uh, of the of the stadium when there was no time to do anything about it. So this way, you're going to get a separate email from the Jags with your ticket, and it's just like buying from the Bengals.
6: Guys, is there a preferred hotel down there for away fans? David's asking.
3: Yeah, keep in mind, a
1: lot of those bank hotels, North and South Bank already sold out. Um, some a little bit further down, 95 were available. I know some people have Airbnbs. I Airbnb. think getting this late
3: into the the game, it and this is uh, their big, big, big game. I mean, it's their Monday night football game at home. Um, you know, our our uh, the, the people that we got that lot from uh are have another lot and they're at 75 a space already. So they expect it to be their highest their highest costing game. So they the, the world's coming to it, so they know it. That'd be a good game. So make it's the play. Big coming. Yeah, we, we have literally had yeah, bagel, bagel
0: fans are traveling to this game. I mean, already there's a lot of Bengal fans in Florida to begin with, but there's a boatload of people coming from the Tri-State and all over the country, and we got a lot of Canadians and a lot of folks from England coming coming down to the game as well. But I think this will rival some of our best – one of our couple best road tailgates ever, uh, Arizona, Nashville. Uh, guys, that's how many people we expect at this thing, and we're right next to the stadium, right on the water. It's Real gonna be restrooms,
3: weekend. real restrooms. <laughs> that's important yeah i know that i know some some people like to hear that especially the ladies yep. and just to uh just to reiterate if you buy a
1: tailgate ticket parking is separate so those are two separate tickets if you have three people come in and a car you need a ticket for the car and three tailgate tickets um also the standing room only tickets if you need a uh, ticket to get into the game that is separate if you have your own tickets for the game that um that works too, but uh, that's often a question that's in our, our DMs. If I have a parking pass, does that get me into the tailgate? And the answer is no.
0: And and, and for clarity, we, we are a nonprofit. This is run by the fans, for the fans. Just you're seeing guys on the screen, folks not on the screen that are part of our tailgate that work really hard every week at home games and work even harder for these away games. Uh, this We're not corporate. Uh, this is by the fans, for the fans. So we we want to make this the best experience for any Bengal fan in attendance pregame, we we will make that happen.
3: And you know, I think I think part of the reason this happened, Jimmy, is because of the reputation that that we built up was why the Jags were comfortable in giving us this spot. Yeah. So I, I think that that needs to be pointed out too. Yeah,
0: you guys you guys have made one of the most unique tailgate experiences in the NFL, guys. Some of you guys have traveled and know this. I've been to 31 different NFL cities, and you guys have made this tailgate the absolute most unique tailgate in the NFL by far. And uh, it's fun watching it grow and, and people having fun here.
3: Hopefully you'll have me back soon. <laughs> <laughs>
6: <laughs> all right, all Craig. Back, Craig. Thanks,
1: buddy. Well, uh, Thank you. <laughs> we going to show the video or no? Right, Craig. Thanks, Craig. <laughs> <laughs>
6: Thanks, Craig.
0: See you, buddy. <laughs> So for those that don't know, Craig uh, owns a company here in Cincinnati called Cincy Beer Fest. If you've ever been to one of the beer festivals, the, the, his company does it upright. He puts them on in Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Columbus, and several here in Cincinnati. Craig's good Craig's good people. If you get to know him at all at the tailgate, this guy will do anything for you. Take his shirt off the back off his back for you. He's good people.
6: Craig, Craig also gives us at least one good sound by the year that we always refer to. And He's not online anymore. Can you guys make sure he doesn't wear black?
5: <laughs> I was just going to mention that jamie he will give you the shirt off his back, and he truly will. But the question is, is the right color shirt?
1: Guaranteed, we all to be color. That, uh That's that's it. All
0: right, let's hit on some of these charities here real quick, guys. Uh, sorry for my voice. Can uh, we just
6: do we want to talk about the game at all, or we're just eight thirty? We got Joe oh, Goodrich coming, coming on. We're That's really right. going to dig into this. I knew thing. that. I knew that.
0: Uh huh. So just want to let you know where we're at year to date. We raised almost three grand Sunday at the tailgate for the Revive Family Foundation, guys. Uh, Tony sent us the link earlier. The update: ninety nine thousand seven hundred and seventy six dollars has been raised year to date uh, right. for twenty four uh, different charities, uh, guys. <laughs> That this is amazing. We're doing nothing more, just bringing these to the table. Uh, and and you guys are supporting them. And it's not just Cincinnati folks, it's people all across the country and internationally helping with that. So, uh, we as a group work really hard on this. Tony's facilitating a lot of this, but we really appreciate it. I know these charities, it means a lot to these charities as well. Um, what else here we want to talk about? The fan of the year. Oh, I know. Uh, let's talk about Toy Drive Toys for Tots every year. We do Toys for Tots at, at the uh, tailgate. We had almost 100 toys dropped off this Sunday at the tailgate. Uh, we're also going to be doing it again for Toys for Tots for the Steelers game and Colts game. And then on 12 16, just pay attention to our social media platform. We're going to fill the Bengal bus up with toys as well. We're going to make a couple stops at some different places across the city and finish out the Bengals Pro Shop. Stay tuned for some dates and times on that. We're going to do exactly what we did last year. Tony dresses up as Tiger Santa, and we go go and collect toys. And you guys could drop them off and fill the bus up. Um, last year we hit four thousand toys. Tony is up the uh, Annie this year. He is trying to exceed to hit the number of five thousand toys. We're, we had we're at hundred already this past Sunday. So uh, uh, feel free to join us. Uh, make sure you meet us at one of the places, or even meet us down at the pro shop on twelve sixteen for toys for tots. But don't forget the Steelers and Colts game. We'll be collecting toys as well. Uh, Next Tuesday, uh, we have another duck race uh, coming up. It's benefiting Cincinnati Children's Starshine Hospice. Uh, So we got another charity duck race Tony put together. Here the winners are going to receive this Chad Johnson signed mini uh, and the Sam Hubbard uh, signed photo there. And I do have the link, uh, and I'm going to put it in the – if you want to buy a duck, $25 bucks. Uh, get you a a duck in the duck race and i just posted that in the chat area so if you don't have a luck a, a duck make sure to grab one as many as you want 25 bucks each benefiting uh cincinnati children's starshine hospital that'll be next tuesday so make sure you get your duck in the race there guys all right james i think i hit all my updates uh, i think I don't, I don't think i missed anything Fate of the year yep Got everything covered there bro Got
4: everything covered Toys for toss is unwrapped toys, too correct we don't want the toys wrapped we want the correct toys to- for correct toss
1: is unwrapped and then uh, for those that weren't at the tailgate on sunday tony had like four or five different bins whether it was for a girl age six to nine or girl 10 to 14. um so you can stick them in the appropriate bins that way they're all sorted and um you can go to the appropriate uh people when that time comes uh, one thing we didn't mention, um, December tenth, that that Colts game, um, we're going to have the uh, Blue Crew uh, contributing as well, the uh, the Colts tailgate um, for that Toys for Tots um, drive. They're going to stop by and and uh, join us pregame. So uh, we look forward to that and be a bit of a challenge. Who's going to bring more toys to that game? So we know it's going to be us. So um, step up. But you do have two opportunities to bring toys um, next Sunday. Um, the twenty sixth for the Steelers, and then that December tenth game for right. um, for the Colts. I, did,
6: I do have one question for James. What what bin would the goat milk bubble bath go into for the torch?
1: Straight in the Ohio River. <laughs> in the Ohio River. <laughs> Jeez, let's save that for Lisa. Apparently, you can't buy in the states, and, and Lisa needs some some goat milk. She was entertaining her family all weekend. She was giving them the like the grand Tour of Cincinnati. So she's uh she's tired and uh needs a goat milk bath. So please uh <laughs> save that uh, save that for her. But uh yeah, ladies and gentlemen, you guys don't even realize that if we didn't task Jamie with so much stuff, he was gonna go live from his bathtub.
6: One hundred percent. I know i
1: spoken about that or was that I can actually
6: live? feel the vein in Jimmy's head through the text messages when I said i said that. <laughs> I was 100% going to log in from my bubble bath tonight, <laughs> then all of a sudden guys threw me all this pregame stuff to get done for the show, and uh, I, I'm not taking the the MacBook Pro into the bath, so you're lucky. You're I mean, lucky. last time I took
0: a bath, I was probably eight years
6: old, James. <laughs> you're missing out, brother.
0: I had poison ivy, and I had put, like, oatmeal in it. So, in Do you hear water. your voice like, right now? Do
1: you hear your voice right now? Do you hear mine? Bumble back double back. back buddy oh goodness goodness but uh no just um you know we're going to talk about the game when when Joe comes on but uh, another pregame um just a lot of fun uh, we had um city birds down there chicken at the tailgate on um, sunday for the first time they enjoyed getting to meet all the uh, the Bengals fans we appreciate them stopping on obviously this every uh tailgate staples like Donato's everything Bagels wow. um skyline uh give a big thanks to Bruce and uh Jeremiah Craig yeah, was they killed it on um this past weekend those guys uh stepped in big time and and were a big help obviously kick and and CMA for everything um they do Icky was there Bengals bids um even donated a jersey with somebody that um Bought that uh, AJ Green um, jersey as part of the um, the raffle. Got some extra tickets. So again, as Jimmy said, um, as everybody said on the show, this is a uh, a group effort that uh, does that it's because of your generosity. That um, you know, we're just under that uh, hundred thousand dollar mark. We'll exceed it. Um, you know, going into um, the Thursday night game, and um, and then well, we'll be back after um, Thanksgiving. So big have your questions ready for um, for Joe Goodberry, and uh, well, Jamie will do what he can to uh, yeah. to get those on.
6: Tony just dropped this in the chat, too. An Amazon link's been created for the toys as well, so you can actually buy toys
0: on Amazon. Yeah, there's an actual QR code uh, that was on that link, so check Tony's uh, social media page. All of our social media pages should have that up and running here. Uh, if you don't see that, we'll be posting that again. So before we get Joe Goodberry's coming on here at 8.30, let's go ahead and hit uh, uh, our On the Mark segment uh, here. Uh, Mark, you want to kick that
4: off? Absolutely. Uh, It was another beautiful Sunday. The weather was absolutely gorgeous. Uh, We had a great time at the tailgate. We said City Bird was out. Uh, We had our normal cohorts in Everything Bagels, uh, Donato's Pizza, Skyline, Bagel Bid. Icky was down there. It was a beautiful time other than the game, um, but – I always say that when you tailgate, it makes the wins that much better, and it makes the losses a little uh, sting a little less. So let's uh, roll that beautiful Bengal footage. Here we
6: go. Back at it once again in a few hours. Complete pandemonium.
4: Hooter.
3: Take it to Hootay.
5: Shout out to the veterans that serve so we can do things like this here in
6: America. Now listen, I've got two questions for you guys. One. Who they?
0: fun time at the tailgate man everybody was having so much fun down there it's just fun to what a great vibe people have created down there
5: that was uh that
1: was good except i think mark slipped in a kickball reference what the <laughs> heck? Is that not i a, did, did what i did heck? that's true
4: jeez Slipping in at the last second i have to say also one thing i love that i've been a part of this is be able to meet all the fans from all over the world and we had some guys down there from ireland and just to hear how much they love our team and the things they go through to make it, it it means a lot, you know, and it's nice. That, I mean, it's sad that they didn't get a win this time, but I just, I mean, I think we've had people there from six continents maybe at this point. Uh, I'm still hoping to meet somebody from Antarctica. I'm not sure if people are born there, but I would love to close out that last continent. But it's, you know, it was a great day. I know the team fought hard. We didn't get the victory, but uh, the tailgate was a blast as always.
0: Hey, Jamie, are you getting an echo? I got a text from somebody saying they're getting a major echo. I don't see anybody in the chat uh, area.
6: it. That text was earlier. I don't hear it anymore.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, that was earlier. My bad. Uh, still waiting a couple more minutes from, from Joe. Just make sure to check in text message here from Joe. Hey,
5: Jimmy, kind of, kind of building on what Mark just said, I don't think people really realize the people that come in from out of town stay in downtown Cincinnati, greater Cincinnati, Hamilton County, and just don't come for the game, but come for the city. And, I mean, they they wouldn't come if it wasn't for the game. They wouldn't be here. But come, you know, spend their money, visit our restaurants, you know, visit everything there is to do. But their main focus is the game itself And, and what that means to the county and, you know, just how in the last several years the Bengals already meant so much, how much more they mean. To the spirit of the city, you know, and the local economy. So yeah, I mean
0: there, there was there was groups of fans coming in from out of the country, back to back home games that stayed for the entire week. Ten day they were here for 10 days, stayed for both games. So I don't know how yeah, you qualify that, but
6: I heard they stayed at James James's place. Listen, um Joe's in the uh waiting room. Who wants to do the intro for Joe? Yeah.
5: Go ahead and, Tom, go ahead and kick off the intro, buddy. All right. He's a fantastic uh, friend of this show and the Bengal fans everywhere. His analytics are second to none, not just for the current team, but the history of the franchise in particular, our mutual good friend, Willie Anderson. So we thank him so much for cutting date night short and, and joining us on all of you tonight. And here is Joe Goodberry.
0: What's up boys. What's going on big dog. How you doing buddy? Doing great. yeah hey, better, better question. The, the question is how's Glenn right now? Is he,
2: is he okay? Actually, did just talk to him on the phone. He's like, "We are so cursed, you know, Buffalo." He's like, "We're watching the Sabers get their ass kicked by the Boston Bruins right now. Everything sucks." And I'm like, "Dude, you'll be all right." You know, <laughs> it's kind of how it goes sometimes. You know how it is. Uh, that's funny.
0: Wait, appreciate you taking carving time out of your night, brother. Thanks, uh,
2: it was fun having you in
0: town. I know you got pulled mm-hmm. in a lot of different directions Sunday during the game. We appreciate you guys stopping by and seeing us. Uh, the Bengals did a hell of a sh- uh, job of featuring Joe and Glenn Goodberry uh and one of their features if you haven't seen that go to their youtube channel it's a really good piece uh it was fun to kind of get to know uh glenn a little bit more than i thought i thought i did earlier but it was a good piece to bangles did on you but uh tom uh, go ahead and kick us off here brother i got we got a lot of stuff to hit joe with joe knows all so joe, oh, don't, joe don't start joe, there <laughs> yeah, no, no raising the bar brother raising the bar so get your questions typed in jamie's gonna try to get to some of these as, as quickly as we can but we got a lot of stuff to hit, man. We can talk about the Texas game. Let's talk about what the hell we got to do to beat the Ravens Thursday. Uh, Tom, get us kicked off,
5: brother. Joe, the ups and downs of the season. I mean, uh, everybody here was on top of the world when you were here in town after beating Buffalo. And then, even though it somehow almost happened, whatever you want to call what happened on Sunday. Have you ever seen, though, and all everybody, players do have bad days. It does happen. But I haven't seen, I mean, guys we have counted on all year weren't there Sunday. Uh, Alex Kappa, maybe the toughest guy on the team, was abysmal. Uh, Jonah Williams, even though he got flagged for a holding call that was not a holding call. Agreed. You know, probably his his worst game since probably week two. The, you know, the line looked like the line of old. And even though the, the defensive line, DJ Reeder, hit a couple hits, traded, get a sack, we got – killed on the interior both lines and to compensate uh we didn't have a lot of speed to match up with the Texans was it simply a matchup problem a coaching problem or an everything problem
2: you know whenever you lose like that and you're right they did claw back and almost stole that game at the end there after it kind of really you know after that second interception in the end zone I'm like well that's it it just wasn't their day and then they found a way came Taylor Britt as that pick and the you even saw Burrows reaction on the sideline if you watch the broadcast where he's kind of like oh we got a chance here, you know. We can, we can go get back in this game, and they do. Uh, and they probably should have won, you know. Floyd catches that pass. So who knows what happens? The defense was uh a, a, you know, very easy to get through all day. So maybe the Texans would have would have driven down and scored. We don't know, but you know, the this team has come through in clutch moments in the past. So maybe they would have gotten that stop. Uh, it is weird that they had so many uh, malfunctions in one day. And I just got finished watching the tape on the offense defense today. And w- while watching that, there were so many plays where I where I end up saying, "Damn, they had a guy." Damn, they had a guy deep. Damn, this guy was open on the crossing route. And it you know it's never to blame everything on a quarterback, but we know they get more credit than they deserve, and sometimes they get more blame than they deserve. And it wasn't a great day for Burrow. He had you know, the two interceptions, obviously, the one not so much as fault as Drew Sample kind of cuts that a little too shallow instead of running the seam and going vertical. The second one, he's definitely trying to do too much there. And there was, I mean, there's no chance of getting that ball in there. But there were a lot of misreads <laughs> and misthrows. And it was just like, yeah, if we need Burrow probably to be A to A plus for the rest of the year, if they're going to get back in this and make this run, when they made the run last year, won 10 straight games. Earl was dynamite in almost all of those games. So we're going to need that in the second half of the year. And because that's the, that's how you get over so many flaws and issues. And maybe some, maybe the D line's having a bad day. Maybe Sam Hubbard's not in the game. Maybe you don't have T Higgins, whatever the case may be for the rest of the year. Cause those things are going to happen. You need your quarterback to be on, on the best he, he can be.
0: Yeah. So Glenn, I almost called you Glenn,
2: Joe, my <laughs> bad uh, Joe, I guess the
0: one thing, I mean, again, I, it's like the end of the world every time we lose, season's over. When we win, we're going to win the Super Bowl. The extreme, I mean, geez, oh, please, man, just people need, need to kind of – it's never as good as you think it is, never as never. bad as you think it is. But the one thing that has been disheartening to me as a fan watching this thing has been consistently difficult to watch all years has been their run defense. That's been since day one uh, this year. So trying to figure out what's going on there. What what is? Uh, why are they struggling against the run?
2: You know, I don't think they have the depth they thought they were going to have on the defensive line. I think that's really hurt them. Zach Carter has not taken that next step at defensive tackle. Last year, at least he was solid versus the run, even if he couldn't give you anything as a pass rusher. They were hoping he'd take a step this year as a pass rusher, and he may have, but he's definitely uh, defending the run worse this year. So anytime you get your backups in there, we, you notice almost instantly. You notice the, the other team starts getting in five, six, seven yards. You're like, wait, who's out there? Oh, Josh DuPose is out there, or Joseph Asai is out there, Miles Murphy's out there. Like, what is going on here? They thought the defensive room would be really strong. They thought Joseph Asai would maybe take another step this year. He hasn't. I put him on a milk carton on Twitter because, man, we need we need last year's Joseph Asai to step up here and, and, and make some plays because that would be a big boost to this defensive line. But when your defensive line and the backups, they have to rotate in. They have to play. You can't keep playing the starters 80% of the time because even they are going to start to wear down. Uh, so I, I think that's a big thing for them. I think the second thing is – Anytime you have new safeties, the communication is going to be different. We expected that. We expected they'd have some issues to start the year. But now we're halfway through. It's got to get cleaned up. It's got to get better. Uh, Nick Scott's got to play better. He's not the the kind of – like he's coming down in the box and he's whiffing right now. He's, he's His vision, his awareness, have both have been issues. Uh, that Those weren't things we had uh, problems with, with Vaughn Bell and Jesse Bates. Those guys were smart. The communication was excellent with them. I think it's actually started to trickle down to the linebackers as well. We've got two good linebackers that are veterans, uh, but they had their handful of mistakes this last game as well. So they've got to find a way to tackle, tackle better. And just that sounds like I I listed a lot of stuff because there's still one more thing that I think is a big thing that Lou Ann Rumo is probably pulling his hair out with this defense. The corners have to tackle. As good as Cam Taylor Britt has been this year, man, he is – Hesitant to come up and play the run at times. And he's a big physical, strong dude. He should be like coming out of Nebraska. Cam Taylor Britt could hit, he could tackle fearless. Now you see him slide tackling in there and kind of just hanging back, like, hey, someone else coming here and make a play. Uh and he's been great this year in coverage, but uh, we need him to be a physical tackler. And then DJ Turner, he's a rookie, he's small. I kind of give him a pass right now. Like you'll, you know, you'll get it as you get older, you get stronger, you'll get more confident there. Uh, but he's a liability as a run defender as well. So it's a lot of issues right now. Good. James,
1: yeah, I'm going to go off the uh, beaten path here, uh, Joe. We're going to talk about the your brothers Western New York team. We saw the Bills <laughs> fire Ken Dorsey today. Um, yeah. They replaced him with with Joe Brady, who was a hot name um, a couple of years ago. He had his run in Carolina. Um, was there when when Joe won the national championship in LSU? How much of that was they got to do something to cool Sean McDermott's seat? Um, obviously. Ken Dorsey wasn't throwing those interceptions. Um, Josh Allen's, you know, had a couple uh, couple weeks. What's your thoughts on uh, that situation there in Buffalo, who we know is, you know, going to be with us in that playoff race? So it's going to come down to, you know, what they're doing as well. But I thought that was an interesting uh, move by somebody who we're battling in the AFC playoffs.
2: Yeah, and that's – you're making a good point there that they're going to be with us. We kind of – you know, it, if you could control it, you'd have the Bills and Bengals at the end with the same record because you have the tiebreaker on one one team so far in the AFC. So, you know, let's, let's keep the Bills close to us. Keep your enemies close, right? Uh, they needed a scapegoat, and there's no defensive coordinator because Sean McDermott's the D coordinator. He's doing the Marvin Lewis thing right now. And, uh, the, you know, I think they just said, hey, we've got to do something. I think there's tur- turmoil in the locker room. They keep making mistakes in clutch games and big moments. And there was a year, what was the year they, they lost the 13 seconds to the chiefs. Remember that before they obviously Mm, before the the Bengals and chiefs played. Uh, And I think they went, Oh, and eight in one score games or and Oh, of their last eight, one score games at that point under Sean McDermott. And they didn't win a single one score game the entire year, that year. And you see it in games afterwards. Now it's years later. And you're like close games. They melt down for whatever reason. I don't know what it is. Uh, but even not showing up in that playoff game against the Bengals, I think people are ready to do something, fire something, you know, start over, figure it out. It's reminiscent of the 2015, how we felt after the Bengals lost again in the playoffs that year. And we had the worst, what was that press conference ever with uh, Marvin, Marvin and Mike Brown at the podium. And it was like, geez, just get us out of here. But uh, you know, they held on three more years. I think Bills fans don't want to do that. Don't want to, waste Josh Allen's prime and this roster while it's still good. I think Bill's fans are ready for uh bigger changes, but I'm excited to see what Joe Brady can do. Well, we then, can then, got,
6: then you got um, Stefan Diggs brother also tweeting that yeah. 14 needs to get out. That's not going to be good. Let's, uh, let's, see, let's see that. What, you know, imploding. You
1: know, one more question, Joe, and then we'll go to um, Jamie. You, you mentioned um, Lou, you mentioned that safety situation. Uh, Nick Scott, um, you know, he, heard a lot about his speed you know he's uh gonna stop the run things like that that hasn't happened how much is it um, I think Jordan battles look good in his limited time how much is that is Lou not wanting to play those rookies that we hear maybe is a is a knock on Lou if he doesn't have to play the rookies he's not going to maybe we're seeing some of that with uh, miles Murphy at um, defensive end I think DJ Turner's had to play yeah uh, I don't think Lou's had much of uh, an option there he's had to throw him out of opposite uh, cam Taylor Britt but going back to that safety position which I think is, you know, certainly looking at the defensive side of the ball, the two biggest changes um we've had there losing both Jesse and um uh, the guy that went to uh Carolina, the going uh, Bell. By, Yeah, Von Bell. So what's your thoughts on on that and and Jordan Battle maybe not seeing some more reps.
2: Yeah, I'd like to see more Jordan Battle. I think the big issue when just looking at the two is Nick Scott offers more speed. Uh, He's just a much better athlete. You can see it. Even when he's running the wrong direction, he's running very fast in the wrong direction. It's like, all right, at least he's got that. So you can unleash him once in a while on a blitz or a run defense. Uh, And it's, there's been some issues where it's like, Hey, I'm not sure who's at fault here because they're not playing their normal Lou Anarumo defense. Normally Lou will disguise things and uh, switch their coverages. The Bengals right now are amongst the, the league least in disguise coverages this year. And it's, I think it's because they don't feel as comfortable uh, passing guys off and transitioning the way they were when they had Bell and Bates, which that stinks because I think that's key to defenses today is to look like one thing and then switch it up post-snap and they haven't been able to do that. So I, I'm with you. If the, Bonus for battle or to play battle because looking at his profile coming out of Alabama is that he was super smart and he would pick everything up and he'd be game ready and he would, you know, almost like a veteran as a rookie. You hope that's true because that would be his way to get on the field because I think there are times even you saw they split. Uh, there was a two plays in a row where Devin Singlet, Singletary ends up scoring, but the play before that he catches a pass over the middle on a slant also when the, when the Bengals blitz. And battles in on that play, and he goes out with Singletary. And Singletary is a four-six guy. Like this isn't some super athlete. He's quick and makes guys miss, but he's not fast. And you see the slant and battle just can't close on him. And it's like we're looking at two four-six guys here. And you know, do you want that on defense? And maybe battle will get faster and quicker as he gets older. I don't know. Normally that's not a thing. Uh, but the way to the way to get faster without physically being faster is the reps, the experience, the mental part of it, right? Having your coordinator put you in good positions. So we need to see that and got to hope that's coming soon. Jamie? We have a few uh, viewer
6: questions I can get to here. one sec. All right. I do have a question
4: real quick, Joe. Uh, It's about the running back position. I think the Jets released Michael Carter. I know they did. And Um, I saw some news that uh, the Bengals may have been – interested him in the draft. so you think that's something we could possibly look at off waivers?
2: Yeah, I, I do think so. The Bengals should be about 18th on the waiver wire, if my math is correct. Uh, so I, I think there's a chance there. And I think that, you know, when you look at the running back room for them, they wanted to get Chase Brown more involved as the season went on, then you end up getting hurt, which is a bummer. And they really haven't used anyone else in terms of giving them the ball. They don't give Travion Williams the ball, even though he comes in and pass protects once in a while uh chris evans was out running three routes this last game and like i'm watching film I'm like he can't even run routes now like the guy doesn't do anything well anymore and it's a mystery and it stinks because there was a point where we thought he was going to make plays for this team not just this year i mean in previous years and it just doesn't come to fruition every time we get to the halfway point of the season i do think they would be interested in adding a running back and it's going to be cheap and you're just going to be a waiver claim and uh, i do think it could help but Bengals get weird about adding players sometimes. Even there, you see these other teams adding veterans at defensive tackle and mercenaries at defensive end. And hey, let's just get a guy in here. Let's get a, a veteran corner for the fifth guy just in case we need him. Bengals just don't seem to do that. They, you know, almost sometimes act like, oh, our scheme is so complicated. We can't get this guy ready to go in a matter of a couple weeks. It's running back, man. If any position can hit the ground running, it's running back. So maybe that would be different for them.
6: Great. Yeah, that was actually one of the questions. So I'll go to Augie's question here. Joe, why do you think Lou is so committed to the zone defense or the playing more man zone was
2: torched? It was torched. And I think they – ideally you play zone because you want to get eyes on the quarterback. You want to keep someone like Stroud, if you can, from running, which he didn't run too much. He did have the running touchdown. But it wasn't a, a big factor other than the rolling pockets and things like that. So I guess you could say that worked in that way. Uh, but the, you you normally typically want eyes on the quarterback. You're going to get your hands on the ball more often that way. And I, I think they wanted to create turnovers. Now they did switch at around halftime and started playing more man coverage. And that got torched as well. ChW Woozie got torched on a play. Uh, DJ Turner did. the the Dax Hill, who's been great covering tight ends this year. He went one-on-one with Dalton Schultz and got uh, shooken one time on third and six and just absolutely obliterated him. And uh, I think when you see that as a coach, you go. All right, it's not our day. We got to figure something out and try and create a turnover if we can. I think the man coverage big play though was Cam Taylor Britt's interception. He saw the over route coming and he completely jumped it the whole way. So uh, you're right. It did that ended up creating a big play and maybe they should have went to man more often.
6: All right, um, man's asking, Joe. How can you explain Sheldon Rankin's
2: getting three sacks Sunday? Has our IOL regressed? Yeah, it's weird because the weak link this year on the O-line has been Cordell Volson, right? But the last – okay, so I I looked at uh, what they're doing this week on tape and I, I wanted to see, are they doing anything different with Volson? Has he, you know, taken a step? Is he settled in there? And it looks like they're moving Karras to help Volson a little bit more, which put Alex Kaplan on an island a little bit more. So the center is normally the free guy. If you're only bringing four, he can help one of the guards, right? And in this case, it looked like a lot of times he was helping Bolson and they were like, Kappa, just do your thing. You know, you've been solid for most of your career and he got absolutely killed. Uh, It's no way about it. He got destroyed. Sheldon Rankins looked like an all pro. I can't explain it other than the guy just got his ass beat consistently. And that sucks because it killed uh, quite a few plays and two of them where I thought we had guys going deep and we had a chance to create a big play.
6: Cole Robert's asking, who's going to play spy, in your opinion, versus Lamar this Thursday since Hubbard is
2: out? Would it be a linebacker? Yeah, so I expect them to try and contain the pocket as much as possible. But, you know, maybe not. As I'm saying this now, my big criticism of the week two game plan was it almost felt like Lou said, hey, let's keep him in the pocket and let's force Lamar Jackson to be a passer. And he tore him up. And he's torn up the league right now. He's uh, completing over 70 70- years. Of his passes, he, like there's at this point, you got to have an adjustment. You got to say, like, this offense works for Baltimore, they will throw the ball and they will complete a high percentage passes, and it's going to be tough. You're good, and I think the Browns did a good job in the second half, a stunting, twisting, going all out on the D line. Now they've got some horses up there, right? We've seen it firsthand with Miles Garrett doing his thing, Zadara Smith, and they could do maybe a little bit more than we can if we're short handed on this Thursday night on the defensive line, but. You got to do something. I don't think you can go sit out there and say, hey, let's just keep him in the pocket because he's going to dice you up. Uh, I I think we got a chance here to uh, see a linebacker. But the Bengals have been going heavy corner, heavy safeties this year and taking Jermaine Pratt off and nickel. So at that point, is that when we see maybe let Nick Scott, right? We talk about him being fast, just be a heat-seeking missile, just stay with the guy. Let's put Jordan Battle and Dax Hill as the the safeties. Uh, I'm thinking outside the box here. I don't know what they're going to do because there isn't really a guy – that I feel you can say this one guy can spy Lamar. It's a team thing. It's the D-line. It's the nose tackle, not letting him you know, run up the middle. Uh, and it's also the linebackers and corners. Mike Hilton's got to do his thing, setting the edge as well.
6: Yeah. So, Joe, we obviously always appreciate your time on the show. I'll leave you with this last, uh, unless the other guys have something else to say, but the last viewer question goes back to
2: Augie. This is a great one. Tell us why we're going to bounce back on Thursday. Because Joe Burrow is the man. And because this team plays better in under the lights, they play better in big games. They galvanize. They like when their backs against the wall. Maybe they don't like it, but they respond to it definitely. Sure. And I believe every time Burrow has like a bad game while well, he's healthy, right? So now we, we assume he's back and healthy again in the last five weeks or so. Over the last three years, he may have a game where it's like, yeah, you know, it wasn't your best. He comes out on fire after that. And maybe there's not enough time to get enough in the playbook. He talked about the at his press conference today, add new wrinkles. So it's just going to be two teams that know each other clashing head to head and going for it completely. And I hope the Bengals respond to that. But I think they're going to put it on Burrow's shoulders early and often, and the game will be decided there. And if he plays well, he's, he's had his troubles with the Mike McDonald defense. But maybe this is the time. Maybe he's figured it out, and if he does – Uh maybe it's just not this Thursday that they're back, but I still like the Bengals for the rest of the year in these big games against the tough uh schedule going going, you know, after this Thursday, it's gonna get just as tough the rest of the year. Two biggest games on the schedule, though. Looking at it, doing some simulators, the two Steelers games. If you can knock the Steelers on both of those, they're six and three right now. That puts them at six and five. If you can beat them both times, that gives the Bengals two wins. That will put them at seven and four. You're you got everything you need right there. And the Steelers are one of the playoff teams that the season ended today. So take care of the Steelers, no matter what happens on Thursday, and they'll be okay.
0: Hey, hey Joe, let me let me ask you this. So what, what are some of the matchups you're looking forward to this this Thursday night? And
2: the second question is, how many wins do we got to get to guarantee us a playoff berth? Guarantee would probably be 11, but I like 10. Every time I do the simulators, I, every week after the games are done on Monday, I'm like, all right, let me do a simulator again. see what it, See how it plays out. Because – I think we always get nervous that it's going to take 11. It's going to take more than that. But these teams all play each other in the second half. So someone has to lose in these games. If you can get to 10, you've got a great shot. And I know what the AFC record is, what it is, but it's all AFC teams from here on out. You beat yeah. the Colts, right? You beat the Jags. You'll be fine. You, you, you beat the Steelers twice. You'll be okay. Uh, so I think 10 will get them in for the matchup. So I honestly, Dax didn't have his best game last week. I love watching Dax Hill, and I love watching Dax on tape and what Lou can do with him and let him cover tight ends. He and Mark Andrews are going to go at it at least five times, one-on-one in man coverage, and it's a pleasure to watch that. So I'm excited to watch that, but also we're going to get a heavy dose, even though Trey Hendrickson practiced today limited, which is – the guy's a mad man. He just might be a psycho, so let him <laughs> let him practice and do his thing. But we may get a lot of Miles Murphy, Cam Sample, and Joseph Osai somebody is going to have to step up for the rest of the year. One of these three are going to have to make an impact at some point. Let's see who it is. I love Uh, it. Tom, did you have one more you want to close with?
5: Yeah. Well, One thing, Joe, you mentioned uh, some of the struggles at safety. That first game was really, really, we missed Vaughn Bell. Hmm. As much as people talk about Lamar Jackson, it's the guy in the receiving and a lot of those passes that tears us up. Mark Andrews, do you think Dax is the guy to shut down Mark Andrews or do you think it's going to be Nick Scott or they seem to do what they do and that's roll the dice over the middle?
2: Yeah, there'll be a lot of rolling the dice, but they will on crunch downs on big third downs when they do want to go to man coverage. Dax is playing like that Trey Flowers role. You know, they will bring him down. That's I highlighted five plays on Twitter and on the film review and Bengals on the brain where. Uh, Mike Hilton's actually playing safety because Dax Hill's down in the box covering the tight end one-on-one. So I expect to see that. I think that's still number one. you got to get rid of the tight end. you got to cover Mark Andrews, and if you can, you're going to be in great shape. So I expect it to happen. Well, Joe,
0: brother, we we appreciate your time, man. It means a lot. And and again, thanks for uh, hanging out with us a little bit at the tailgate. Uh, The Bengals did a hell of a job on the interview with you and Glenn, and it was good to see the fam, uh, the, the wives in town, and Uh, for you and Glenn. So we appreciate your time, brother. And, uh, dude, we we will, we will be there in person in, in Baltimore Thursday night. They're having a blackout. The question is, you go all orange or all white in the stadium, Glenn, what do we do?
2: I mean, Joe, what do we do? You know, and that's okay, Jim, I've had that my whole life. So that's it. That's a He's more (laughs) handsome. one. Glenn paid me to to do. I'm sure he did. He's probably watching right now. And it sounds like he's laughing in the background here. when he's hanging out with one of you guys, but, uh, I go all white and if they're trying to do an all blackout, do white. I was messing with some bills fans that were coming up for the uh, black and orange game. I was like, if you guys wear white, you're going to stand out. So, and they're like, Oh, maybe we'll do that. But, uh, and sure. I, I'll, I'll probably see you again. The next game will be the Jags game in Jacksonville Monday night. Uh, Glenn and I are going down for that one. I'll get them to wear some Bengals gear you, for that. You, you got to bring,
1: you got to bring more of those hats, Joe. There's a riot underneath the Betfred 10 yeah, and sure. all those hats are, are down there. So, uh, are, I will have to
2: talk top top to my top 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 man Robert and have him send out a box, and then we'll uh, we'll we'll take we'll do go. that in Jacksonville.
0: There you
1: go.
2: All right, Joe. We
0: appreciate, buddy. Thanks again. Yeah, take take care, care, boys. Thank you. Cheers, buddy. Yeah.
6: All right. Very. Exciting. Yeah. Up. yeah? <laughs>
0: My bad. We have blocked each other out there, man. But uh, Joe's—he's uh, one of my favorite followers on on social media, man. Very insightful, very uh, technical, analytical, and uh, I don't know if he ever played football. I know he coaches his son and everything, but man, I tell you what—it's fun watching, uh, fun watching his stuff on on Twitter.
1: Yeah, does a uh, does a good job, and uh, you know, fellow New Yorker, how can you go wrong with a, with another uh, guy from the Empire State? But anyway. We're about six minutes late for our two-minute warning, Jamie, if you want to hit that button.
6: I wasn't even ready for it. So, I'm, Okay, give me one second here.
1: Any random one.
6: Doesn't matter which one?
0: Nope, your choice.
6: All right, here we go. This
0: is a two-minute warning! Woo! <laughs> Tony got the third down guy giving us on there.
5: <laughs> you know, it's amazing. He goes down during the week when there's not a game and just does that. <laughs>
4: that, shoulder, that poor shoulder dear god you oh, start starting off james
1: all right um i think we did a um a pretty in-depth review of what to expect in jacksonville as i said earlier it's just been questions back to september hey i'm going to jacksonville what are you guys doing so um I think, you know, Nashville is the biggest, uh, Arizona was, was strong, but I'm, I'm thinking this is uh, shaping up to maybe be the biggest away tailgate this year. So if you haven't got your tickets, certainly um, do so. We do also have those standing room only tickets. If you're looking for a uh, cheap way into whatever that stadium is called now, insurer stadium or what whatever it is um, down there in Jacksonville, uh, get those. There's nights. The night it's a, it's a short week, you know, we're, we're banged up. Um, but I think it's, good to uh to get sunday behind us if we can get the the w on uh thursday forget about what happened against uh, a red hot texans team we'll all be better for it um kind of reiterate reiterate what joe said i think 11 wins gets us in 10 is uh you know 10 is probably going to get there so it's a lot of football left i think um one of the things we saw on social media all week was five and four was where we've been the last uh, two years at this point so um we're no bigger hole than we have been in the past. And uh, keep the faith, and let's get the uh, the W on um, Thursday night. Mark?
4: Yes, as you uh, already said, I'm super excited. The game is Thursday after that Sunday. I'm ready to get this bad taste out of my mouth. It's a divisional game. It's going to be a hard-hitting game. Uh, they already lost to Cleveland last week. You know, we lost our game, obviously. So, I mean, I'm just ready. I'm still ready to watch this game. I, I, I know the team is going to respond. They're going to be ready for it. These are the games that I feel we used to crumble in, and now we actually do really good in. Uh, we owe them some payback from last season. I think we played a Sunday night game there, and they nicked us at the end. So I'm ready. Who day? Jake. Yeah, I just
6: uh, I want I want to win on Thursday. So um, I. I I saw a lot of people on social media i think that's why i put my little under tagline here i still love tyler boyd i saw a lot of people jumping on tyler boyd after that game on social media saying a lot of pretty crappy stuff about tv that guy has been money for us for years and and burrow said this is in his uh, presser after like we wouldn't even been in a position to win that game without without his without his catch to get down there. So it's just one of those things that's football. You can tell he was pretty upset about on the sideline. But uh, nine times out of ten, he's catching that ball. So I'm looking for him to do a big uh, bounce-back game on Thursday. And uh, I really hope we come out of Baltimore with a win, and then we can focus on the amazing tailgate in Jacksonville. And that Jacksonville team just looked absolutely awful against the 49ers that we so I, I really feel like, you know, the pundits are all saying that we had the hardest schedule after. But like like Joe said, Steelers are beatable in two games. Colts are definitely beatable. We beat Baltimore. That's huge for us. And, uh, yeah. So. Hey, Jamie, will you be watching the game from the top? So, actually, what I was going to say was this is the best of both worlds for Bengals fans because if we do, in fact, win this game on Thursday, I will do the show next week from the bathtub. <laughs> There we go. There we go. I'm not ashamed of it, guys. These guys are all making fun of me in the group chat because I have baths. I'm not ashamed. I'm a male bather. Proud of it. Tom keeps going. I got to
1: follow that. Um, The same guy that drives a smart car, just adding that to the equation.
5: (laughs) Hey, hey, a smart car with snow tires.
6: (laughs)
1: Uh, Have they been installed yet?
6: Yeah, I put them in. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's not the head, excuses, to head south for a game. Uh,
5: um, yes, it uh, was not the end of the season Sunday, but it was a big blow. It was a game, game they should have had. And really, in so many ways, uh, I think we saw the worst of them. And, and you get spoiled. You've watched them the last month and a half, and they've been as good as any team in the league. So let's hope it was an aberration. Let's hope guys. Uh, that we count on got their bad game out of their system and we we go forth Thursday. They could play their very best game Thursday and they still might lose. Baltimore's that talented and, and that good. But we need to see our team back to know we're going to have them the rest of the way. Uh, and I think we will in, in so many ways. It's going to be tough without T. Higgins, without Hendrickson, uh, without Hubbard. But uh, I've got confidence in everybody down there. It is going to take their best effort. And uh, I think we'll get it and we will move forward. Jimmy. Yep.
0: Um, and Craig asked a good question. Um, if we sell a hundred ducks, we do not have to see Jamie in a tub next week on the show. So a uh, hundred ducks gets that uh, off the screen. So no, I just want to thank everybody, uh, everybody in the screen Tony, everybody worked really hard towards the charity effort. hundred thousand dollars already. Amazing. You guys are absolutely unbelievable. Thanks everybody for everything you guys do. Uh, great time at the tailgate. The game, uh, crazy game. It's never as bad as you think it is. It's never as good as you think it is. Uh, the total day after on social media is absolutely crazy, whether it's a win or a loss. But uh, we got to come out and figure out how to win this damn game Thursday night, guys, and, and get back on track. And I think they'll figure out a way uh, to make that happen on national TV uh, this Thursday night. So, guys, we love you. Thank you so much for being with us tonight. And uh, we'll see you next Tuesday. Good day, everybody.
1: Thank <laughs> you.